Welcome to podcast two in this short series on the life and works of Robert Burns the Bard. I want to backtrack slightly from the end of the last episode where uh, Robert was writing about Peggy. I said he moved from the clay biggin when he was seven years old. Indeed, what happened was his father took out the tenancy of a 70-acre farm near Alway called Mount Oliphant. This was in 1765. And he thought he got good terms on the farm and moved the family to it in the spring of 1766. However, during this time, Robert and Gilbert attended the school at Alloway for another two years, despite the fact they had to walk much further. Their attendance became less and less because of the distance, so eventually the father um, arranged that Murdoch, a local school teacher, would c- come in and teach the boys. He felt that the education of the children was vital, very important in their lives. So he arranged to share the cost of this teacher with a few others of his neighbours. And John Murdoch, who was very young at that time himself, still in his late teens, agreed to do the teaching. So that's um, how they made up for the fact they couldn't get to a local school. However, Mount Oliphant was pretty much a failure. Gilbert, who was Robert's younger brother, described the soil as almost the very poorest soil I know in a state of cultivation. And the father was not really in his prime anymore and wasn't young enough to cope with the land. And the cost of this had to be borne by his two sons, Gilbert and Robert. Again, Gilbert speaks, We lived very sparingly. For several years, butcher's meat was a stranger in the house. And while all members of the family exerted themselves to the utmost of their strength and beyond it, my brother, and this is Robert he's speaking about, at the age of 13, assisted in threshing the crop of corn, and at 15, was the principal labourer on the farm. We had no hired servant, male or female, and the anguish of mind we felt at our tender years under these straits and difficulties was very great. It's generally believed that this hardship in his adolescent years was responsible for Robert's early demise. So it's against that backdrop that Robert starts to write and also starts to notice young ladies and talk about love and his feelings for them within his his poems and his songs. Reflecting back on it later on, and this is 14 years forward from that time, when he had a chance to reflect on this, he uh, recalls, With me began love and posy, which at times have been my only until within this last 12 months have been my highest enjoyment. At that time, he was touring. So the times he's thinking back on, it's now 1777, and the lease on Mount Oliphant is up. So William Burness moves his family, lock, stock and barrel, to another lease which he's taken out. This time the farm's 130 acres, and it's about 10 miles distant from Mount Oliphant, Loch Lee, in the parish of Tarbolton. Robert was later to write, For four years we lived comfortably here, However, during those first years at Lockley, he had his first major row with his father. And Robert reckoned he had earned the right because of all the time he put him on the farm to a little relaxation and recreation. So he signed up at a local dance school, according to himself, to give his manners a brush. But his father, for reasons which were never really explained, took a tremendous dislike to this whole notion. And Robert only went by defying his father's wishes. Eventually his father relented to the extent he let other members of the family go, but the rift between he and Robert was never really repaired until father died. During this time, Robert's smitten by the third of his youthful romances or infatuations. This time the subject is one Alison Begbie, who works on a neighbouring farm, and he uses all the tools at his disposal, pressing his suit in prose as well as in poetry. The girl turns him down. However, she was the subject of one of Burns' greatest love songs, which was Mary Morrison, a song which has several tunes to it. And one extract from it is, Yestreen went to the trembling string, 
the dance gaed through the lifted hall. To thee my fancy took its wing, I sat but neither heard nor saw. Though this was fair and that was braw, and yon the toast of all the two, I sighed and said, among them all, ye are no Mary Morrison. And Mary Morrison, it's surmised, was the pseudonym for Alison Begley. So, what are the songs in this edition? Well, I'm going to go on to a song called Cornrigs very shortly, and this was for another of Burns's young ladies. It's thought to be Annie Rankin, or Anne Rankin, who was the daughter of one of Burns's good friends, a farmer who farmed beside him, John Rankin, who owned and farmed Adam Hill, also near Tarbolton. He had a great sense of humour and became very friendly with Robert during the, the, the latter half of his days in Lochley. So it's now 1782, Robert is 23, and this is Corn Ricks for Annie Rankin. <laughs> Fell upon the lamb's necks when convicts were born young. Beneath the moon's unclouded light, I held on the Annie Time flew by with endless heat between the late and early on. This more persuasion she agreed to see me through the barley convicts and barley rigs and convicts and bonny on there forget that happy day among the rigs we are here. the sky was blue and the wind was still the moon was shining clearly on I laid up down where I could well among the ricks of barley. Oh, I kept the hurt was all my aim, and I looked for me sincerely. Oh, I kissed her and her again among the ricks of barley. Oh, convicts and barley ricks and convicts are bonny. Oh, I'll never forget that happy night among the ricks. I locked her in my fond embrace, her head was beaten very old, and lessons on that happy place, among the ricks of barley by the moon and stars they break that shone my heart say clearly oh gee I shall bless that happy night among the ricks and barley oh convicts and barley ricks and convicts are gone oh never forget that happy night among the ricks we are Even like we come dear and the heaven merry drink and all. I even joyful gathering gear and the heaven happy think and all. But all the pleasures that I saw both times doubled rarely all. The happy night was worth them all among the ricks of barley, oh, convicts and barley ricks. Convicts are bonny, oh, I'll never 
forget that happy night among the rich So there we have Cornrigs or the Rigs of Barley, a very popular song. I've been singing that one for about 12 years now and it's uh, usually well received. It wasn't truly originally Burns, it was actually, as so many of his were, it was actually based on a previous old song. He took many of these, reworked them, improved them and came up with his own versions. And this one was uh, from a song which was published way back in 1681 and indeed formed the basis for some other songs, one particularly by Alan Ramsey who wrote my Patty is a Lover Gay in 1725. But this was Burns' version of that, the Rigs of Barley or Corn Rigs. Okay, I'm going to squeeze one more in today, and this is going to be Green Grow the Rashes. A popular song again. This one's used in the Burns Club quite frequently as the last number, just before the Toast to the Lassies. It's a sort of generic song about how wonderful the ladies are. And one of the last... Best last verses you'll ever hear. Of nature swears the lovely deers her noblest work she classes all. Her prentice hand she tried on man, and then she made the lassies all. Really puts men in their place, that I think. Again, this was based on another old song, way, way back from 1549, in fact. But this was Burns' version um, after the reworking, and it's called Green Grow the Rashes All. Signifies the life of man if it weren't for the lassies. Green grow the rashes, oh, green grow the rashes, oh, all the sweetest hours that ever I spent, I spent among the lassies. The worldly race may riches chase. Riches still may fly in mold, and though at last they catch them fast, their hearts can never enjoy them. Green grow the rashes, oh, green grow the rashes, so oh, all the sweetest hours that ever I spent, spent among the last. My arms are put material, and worldly cares and worldly men may again top salty. Green grow the rashes, oh, green grow the rashes, oh, all the sweetest hours that I spent, I spent among the last. As they do so near this, you're not but senseless as his own. The wisest man the world ever saw, he dearly loved the lassies. Green grow the rashes, oh, green grow the rashes, oh, all the sweetest hours that ever I spent, I 
spends among the losses All nature swears a lovely dear Her noblest watch she colossus Her prince hand she tried on man And then she made the losses Green grow the rashes Green grow the rashes Oh, all the sweetest stars That I spend I spend among the lasses Well, hope you enjoyed that one And that's all there is for this time Tune in again for episode 3 Bye